0: Welcome to another edition of Health Kick. I'm Tim Borum. Today I've got with me Mark Leong, who's the executive chairman of the medical device company Osteopore. Osteopore is listed on the ASX uh, under the code OSX, and it's uh, Singapore-based. Now, Osteopore has devised 3D scaffold implants for use in surgical procedures, uh, those involving uh, bone replacement. One example is when the injury is so bad... That the missing bone is, is too big to be filled by traditional grafts, and a big selling point of the implants is that they dissolve naturally, leaving only the healthy bone. Osteopause products are approved in uh, at least 20 countries, including the US and Europe. Not that Europe's a country, of course, and uh, has been used in more than uh, 40,000 procedures with minimal complications. So, the devices are pretty well known by the, the people who count, the uh, clinicians, but in other ways, the uh, companies are just uh, starting out in terms of potential. So, uh, Mark, uh, to, just to sort of start off, uh, welcome and uh, talk us through the, the, the brief history of the company and, and how the IP developed. Hi,
1: Tim. Thanks for having me. Austriopol started really in, uh, in Singapore, it's a Singapore based technology. From uh, the National University of Singapore and uh, our hospitals and uh, Temasek Polytechnic, three ins- several institutions coming together on this uh, bioresorbable implant, three D printed implant technology. We started way way back in 1996, and and you know you 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 know R and D takes time takes time, and for a good ten over years, um, got that technology uh, fine tuned right, got it tested clinical data in Singapore and slowly we got you know singapore approvals regulatory approvals fda c mark and um you know jumping forward we are we are very proud to, to share that uh, as at the end of 2021 we have had 60000 implants used globally right we have um tons of clinical publications in the last 10 years showing that our products our implants uh, works well sustainably as a quick, uh, in a quick nutshell, what we do is um, we we have our own 3D printers. We set it up ourselves and we print implants, bioresolable implants with a special substance called PCL. What PCL does is it goes in your body. It is known to harmlessly dissolve uniformly over time, over 18, 24 months. So what our 3D printers can do is they print structures that mimic the microstructures and the power structure of a bone, right? And because it's 3D printing, we could print, Basically, any shape that the patient or the surgeon needs. So, we take that product, put it into where the bone needs to be repaired or healed, put in, you uh, we call it, I call it the secret sauce, but it's really the, the patient's own cells and growth factors. And it creates the perfect environment for your own body's natural ability to regrow, regenerate your own tissue. In this case, bone. And in 18, 24 months, what's left? The scaffold is gone and you have your own bone. Right, it's your own natural bone regenerated, which is, you know, far superior to, you know, putting in plastics or metals because you have a certain degree, a fairly high degree of risks of post complications and uh even bone grass right the, the body is pretty smart right you know you, you take bone from you know one body part to the other part there's a chance that the body will just absorb or resolve that bone
0: yes okay and, and and so mark what sort of material is pcl
1: it's uh it's uh, it's polycaprolactone so it's um, you know for 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 scientists and doctors uh, surgeons they know it's a, it's a product that can be put placed in the body safely Right, and it then dissolves in a uniform, consistent way in eighteen to twenty-four months into harmless substances like you know carbon dioxide and water. So it is the perfect material to to be used for our scaffolds, you know, our implants.
0: Yeah. Okay. And and so I, I guess from the sounds of it, you're addressing a problem. The problem being that uh, traditional grafts may, may be not so consistent in in quality. And, and they can't be, they're, they're less versatile in terms of shapes, et cetera, because they're from, from, from natural material. And so, so they're the sort of things which your product, OsteoMesh, is trying to overcome.
1: Absolutely, Tim. Um, look, uh, I think bone grafts uh, has its place in, in a, on a treatment table, uh, but, you know, it's, it's actually two, two surgical processes, right? You've got to extract bone from part A and put it into part B, so you know, two two processes is more pain and more time for the patient, more cost as well, and there is a you know I think up to nineteen percent risk of certain level of complications, including you know the body just being really clever and just you know <laughs> absorbing the bone straight away, right? So so that's that's always um, where I think our products is a better chances are better fit for patients.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And um, just uh, just just sort of. Uh... At, at a corporate level, you're, 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 you're Singapore based. your uh, the, the the IP uh, d- derived there from um, N- Nanyang uh, Technical University, and I think the National University of Singapore. You're you're also you're on the ASX, in, and your registered offices in Perth. Uh, so you're kind of a you're kind of a Perth company as well, uh, at least uh, officially.
1: Well, we are, we are Singapore based. We're um, listed in Australia. Um, late 2019, Australia was became the uh, ideal destination for us because um, we had tons of collaborations with a lot of good surgeons throughout the country, um, you know, so it made a lot of sense on an operational and uh, research level, and I think the Aussie market seemed to have an appreciation of technology, medtech, and things things like that, so it, it made a lot of sense, Um I would say we are a Singapore slash Australian company, right? Um, it just so happened that our registered office is in Perth because, selfishly speaking, Tim, it's it's a shorter flight for me from Singapore to Perth, right?
0: Very short, yes, yes. Same
1: time zone as well.
0: Yeah, okay, of course. And in terms of uh, in, in terms of the products, uh, can you just can you just sort of detail what you've got and what you've got in the pipeline? Um, I think correct me if I'm wrong. Your key products up. Osteo mesh and osteo plug, and I guess they, they, they fill different holes of different uh, shapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's the best way to describe it. So um, we have osteo plug, which is like a circular plaster, right? So for skull surgeries, where, you know, not to sound morbid, when you drill holes into the skull, you have it create a hole. So that osteo plug is, is the implant to plug that hole, right?
0: I can't. So that's that's osteoplast.
1: You have osteo strip, and uh, which is like a, a little strip which is a plaster, which is you know when you have a crack in a bone, you stick it on, right? I'm oversimplifying it, Tim, but you stick you stick it on, and then it helps regenerate the bone to fill up that crack. And then you have got osteo mesh, which is like it said, it's like a mesh which helps keep things together for for larger bone regrowth situations. And there's a fourth one which we call uh, PSI, which is patient-specific implants. That's oh, yeah. where, using the magic of technology, AI, CT scans and all that, we would 3D print the customized shape, right, for for the patient, you know, whatever's unique injuries or bone healing uh, implants they need.
0: Okay, okay. So if you've got a sort of a, 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 a an orderly shaped bone injury or, or, or lack of bone, you, you, you can basically custom make it to... Uh, uh, to do anything,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could, we could, uh, if we could get get the surgeon to send us the scans, and uh, you know, it would take less than half a day for us to 3D print the exact shape that they need.
0: Okay, okay, terrific. All right, and and have you got? Uh, have you got basically got all the regulatory approvals which you need to um, to be selling in earnest?
1: Yeah, uh, we we have. Uh, we got US FDA. We got the uh, CE mark in Europe we got C- TGA, we are on a TGA list uh, for some of the products, and obviously in our home, home market, Singapore as well. So look, we have been um, selling our products to more than 20 countries, and they are spread out you know, in every continent of the world, except, except Antarctica. I don't think we have anything there yet. Uh, give us time, Tim.
0: Oh Well, uh, there's a large addressable uh, market of penguins, I guess.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. We, we, we have done animal studies on doing cartilage on uh so so that's you know that's phase two of our product lines after bone right cartilage and ligaments and tendons and things like that yeah we're just not only bone it's tissue regeneration that we do
0: yeah 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 of course yeah okay um and uh what's your uh what's been your biggest market to date i'm kind of presuming the u.s because you know it's a Biggest medical device market generally.
1: US is one of the uh, top five markets for us. Uh, but to be honest, it's a market that we're we're intending to spend a lot more focus on. Um, it should be generating way more sales than it, it has currently. Um, it's really Asian countries, uh, Singapore, Korea, Europe, US contributes quite a bit. Obviously, some in Australia. I think what 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 we want to um, you know uh, help people understand is that. Um, Osteopor really just got listed, you know, at the late part of 2019. So whilst the technology is is, is, is undisputed, has been adopted well, we had to spend some time doing commercialization and marketing, going, reaching out to the surgeons and distributors. Because when they were in med school, you know, there was no such thing as, you know, Austriapol Bioresolvo implants. Right? They well, never- that's odd. Yeah, they never seen it, they never touched it before. So it's a process of educating, right? And MedTech devices is, you know, it's not selling off barnings or target. You really you really got to um, you know, clinical data, clinical trials, regulatory approvals and then talk to surgeons and distributors. So that's just a process that's on, ongoing. But we are put we are putting our focus on uh US as a key market, obviously Europe as well. And uh, we have started to look into China because that's a huge market as well.
0: Yeah, sh- huge but difficult.
1: So, so the, the devil is, um, you know, I I'm in I'm based in Singapore half my time, and uh, I spent quite a lot of time looking to China. The important thing is to get the right Chinese partner or Chinese China based partner. Like right? going in all alone is just uh, it's going to take time. It's going to be tough.
0: And uh, speaking of partners, you um, recently signed a an alliance or, or collaboration with uh, Livingstone Health Holdings, which is uh, a Singapore-listed uh, company. So, so from the looks of it, that, that's in view of developing further products in, in, in both regenerative bone a- and tissue.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Livingstone is a, uh, is, has a chain of specialists, uh, mostly in orthopedics, so they would be the, uh, the perfect partner to really push out our solutions in the orthopedic markets. In in um they 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 can uh, handle bone regrowth, and what's interesting is you are also looking to tendon repair. Like I said, you know we don't focus only on bone; there is also tendons. And on another front, orthopedics is a particular market we are looking at. We have been working with Queensland um, Hospital in Brisbane, Doctor Waggles, and uh, in Australia. And uh, through him, uh, he has performed three world's first surgeries. Using our uh, our implants, and uh, he helped a patient regrow a thirty-six cm shin bone, and that's unheard of, right? the and the length is thirty-six cm, and it's shins, which means it is load bearing. So, using our we're working with you know the right surgeons, right, and using our products, we are really making um, you know fantastic, creating fantastic patient outcomes for, for, for um, a variety of situations.
0: I think you're also interest, interested in the dental field for implants. Um, I guess a tooth is a bone, or a, at least a, t- a tooth is attached to a bone, so um, that's all very relevant as well, isn't it?
1: We have, been, uh, we have now a, a, a focus on uh, trying to get greater adoption across various applications, and uh, right now the, the bulk of our products have been used on the craniofacial of the scalp right the crack skulls and things like that and uh again not to sound morbid but you know i don't know many people with crack skulls personally
0: i don't either i'm happy to say i'm
1: happy to say as well And also, short of my business development director going around a hammer trying to create new business for us the best (laughs) (laughs) the best ways to you know we have identified the orthopedic market as a huge market right um that's one the second market we have identified is the dental um maxillofacial, right? Anything you know around the jaw area. It's we could do chin, we could do jaws, mandibles, and dental implants. Um, our implants would, would work very well with we regrowing helping you know regrow your tooth versus currently putting some uh, graft powder which which you know if you've done a system tooth extraction, you know. It just goes around your mouth and it gets crunchy and sandy in your mouth. So our our implant really keeps things in place. So this is really our new our Post COVID focused, Tim. We listed in 2019. We have been really a listed company for two and a half years and uh, we've been post listing. Obviously, you you raise money from the capital markets, and the plan is to and was to really go out there and commercialize our products because, like I said, we have already, you know, regulatory approval, FDA, TGAC, Mark, and all that. But to put things in context, more than more than half of that two and a half years, we had to navigate COVID. So that that's that was really challenging. And um, well, I I think the worst is behind us. Uh, fingers crossed. So we are, we have this renewed focus, right? A laser focus into going into the orthopedics, dentals, which are higher volume markets, and as well uh, look into discretionary spending because our technology could be used for the aesthetic side of things. You know, cleft chins, nose things like that, which is uh, a big market as well.
0: Yes, I imagine uh, potentially a bigger market uh, than uh, traditional bone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have been doing quite a good, quite a lot of um, sales on the aesthetic side in, uh, in Korea because it's near <laughs> us and Korea has a very strong aesthetic market. So chances are if you see a, 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 pretty, a pretty lady across the street in Korea they could, they could be using one of our implants in their nose. Huh? You'll,
0: you'll certainly uh, put up your hand and, and take credit for it.
1: I'll take credit. <laughs> I'll take credit, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, Mark, the company recently put out its 4C quarterly statement. Um, it showed revenue of about 431000 which is – thirty nine percent up uh, uh, year on year, uh, which, which sounds uh, sounds good. What, what what sort of the revenue profile look from now on in terms of sort of quarter by quarter growth? We are happy that
1: we have been uh, navigating the COVID situation uh, fairly well. You know that the team has been hard at work even during COVID. I read the report recently, I think in two thousand and twenty, from Bain and Bain and Company, that surgeons seventy five percent of surgeons like insists on face to face interactions. So, you know, this we have been growing the last three quarters, uh, three consecutive quarters, uh, and it's you know it's it's public information. And uh, that's that's as as being able to interact with surgeon and distributors. We 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 tend to see that trend continuing. You know, um obviously there's uh you know market and environmental dynamics at play and uh, you know there could be slight dips and things like that, but the broad trend should be Quarter on quarter growth, um, as we slowly um, you know, get our uh, plans in place, going to the big markets we mentioned. Look, we have been going to new markets in the last quarter, right? We 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 went to Spain, went to Colombia and South Africa. So there is there is definitely demand for our products, and uh, so that's organic growth. Uh, beyond that, we are at a, we are the stage where we we are start getting uh, you know inorganic opportunities, right? Uh, m and opportunities where. Uh, we could leverage on certain technologies and uh, leverage on certain sales channels, which would give us a quicker boost for to sales and uh, to EBITDA, to profitability. So these are mega trends that uh, we are looking towards implementing, and uh, I think the, the the future looks 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 uh, looks pretty good, right? I think the worst is over, right? And and we are we are putting all the various steps, uh, building our economic moats. New collaborations, new clinical trials, getting more regulatory access for new applications and products, and uh, things to build up, build up properly from here.
0: Yeah, excellent. Okay, now funding, of course, is is a burning issue in the sector at the moment. I think you've got two point three million of of cash. Would you expect to to need to to raise more, um, uh, given your cash burn? And um, what sort of funding would you envisage? Um, I presume you'd sort of like to see some non non dilutive uh uh funding, uh, government grants perhaps.
1: Yeah. Um you're right. I think we we've got two million in the bank and that would last us, you know, quite a few quarters. We 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 run a pretty tight ship as far as we can. Um we we are lucky in that we have access to a lot of uh strong support from various grants from various authorities and governments. So a case in point and uh, I think Several quarters ago, we secured a nineteen one nine million dollar uh, grant from the Singapore authorities for to develop the dental applications. So that's that helps that, that helps us a lot. That helps us a lot. Um, we would eventually need to look into the, the market. I mean, um, there's no there's no hiding this, right? We are a growing med tech company looking to de- expand our applications and and, and and things like that and. At the same time, we have several exciting uh, in, uh, inorganic M&A opportunities that's coming online. We're looking at it closely. So I would expect, you know, in the in in medium term, we would be looking to tap the markets again. But meanwhile, you know, we've got tons of support from the government with grants and all that. So uh, that keeps us uh, busily engaged in, in putting all these plans in place.
0: Excellent. And how do you see the sentiment towards the uh, life sciences sector generally? Uh, it's obviously uh, been been pretty torrid. Your, your shares have, have suffered uh, along with uh, everyone else's. Um, is there any sort of sign of a uh, a turnaround, uh, a new dawn?
1: I have to dust off my crystal ball, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I think I lost it during COVID, right? But.
0: Uh...
1: <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, the biotech and medtech sectors have had a, a, a tough uh, recent few quarters, right? It's, it's not only Austra- Australia's AXX as well. Australia's medtech, uh, biotech plays globally. Nasdaq, you, you see, you know, a, a downtrend in the prices for the last few quarters. Things comes in cycles, um, so that's what we that's that's the belief we hold hold to. Uh, to be fair, Tim, we, we were recipients of uh, beneficiaries of a fantastic bull run. Um in our early days where we where we were just listed right we, our share price rose up fairly well, and along with the rest of the market slowly it started to come down and uh, uh June was brutal June was brutal <laughs> um yeah but but I think it was brutal for many companies on the axx as well so I'm happy to say that you know if you look at our share price, we sort of uh, recovered you know a good twenty to thirty percent since that the June lows. And uh, fingers crossed, you know, as, as things stabilize, we expect the share price to slowly come back. But, you know, we, we don't look at our share price every day. Um, we've got a plan, we've got a strategy, we're just going to focus on executing it. And we given, you know, given results, we expect share price to reflect the value of the company over time.
0: Yes, the results will speak, uh, speak for themselves. Yeah. Okay, well, terrific. It sounds like, um, it so- it sounds like you're uh, on, on the right track and that... Uh investors should uh should should certainly uh stay on board or uh, at least sort of keep a close uh, close watch on you so thanks mark you're the sort of company which which people need need like a hole in the head or <laughs> when they've got a hole in their head but um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it won't, uh, it won't come to that. Um, no, 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 but it's good like, to know there.
1: More than that, more than that. Look, uh, given time you'll be doing cartilage and tendons and, 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 and things like that. So, uh, Tim, you could be fitter and more healthy than me, but I've got wobbly knees, so I probably need my, my implants to fix up my cartilage, you know. The next sooner than later, I suspect, but, you know, fingers crossed.
0: (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. great, Great to talk.
1: Thanks for having me.